Okay, everybody, this is Nikki Jameson with Nikki Jameson Art Talks, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Nikki Jameson podcast. And today I have a special guest, artist Catherine Bland, and I'm so happy to talk to Catherine about her wonderful art. Catherine and I have been in one of the same groups for a while and uh, she creates the most beautiful, beautiful art. And I've always wanted to chat with her and talk about her art and uh, what she's about and her story. So now I have the opportunity and Catherine is here and we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this uh, together. So I'm really excited about this. So hello, without, hello, hello <laughs> Catherine. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Catherine Bland. And Catherine, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and let's hear about you. <laughs> What's your story? Oh, as you know, I'm Catherine Bland. I live in the UK, um, a little place you may know or may not called Blackpool, which is on the coast, on the west coast of England. It, it's beautiful, and we have some lovely scenery around here, which always helps with the art. Um, I live on my own. Um, I have a grown family. The family have all left, and my daughter's actually getting married this this summer, so that's nice. Um, but at the moment, I live on my own, so I have a lot of time to myself, which is absolutely wonderful for helping me do my art. It gives me time and space to be able to do exactly as I please, which is absolutely fabulous. Um, I have another business which I run during the day, and I have some wonderful girls that work with me and they're all very very patient with me and then I concentrate on doing my art in the evenings and at weekends and whenever I have some free time um so that's 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 just a little bit about me and what I do um I've been creating art for a very long time as long as I can remember right from being a toddler my father was an artist and he's the one that got me going if you like in art he inspired everything that I do as did my uncle who was also an artist and I remember getting my first easel and paint kits when I was I think I was seven years old and I used to paint physical paintings and my dad would shoot me and it was wonderful and I've been growing ever since it's it's been a wonderful journey it's been a lovely life and I can't ever remember a time when I haven't created art, it's been an integral part of my life through everything, through marriages and businesses, um, having children. The art has always been there and it's always been the one constant thing in my life. That's amazing. That's wonderful, Catherine. And uh, it's really cool to hear about how art has been such an integral thing right from when you were small and through so many things because art is just it can be like that you know it can be the like things might change around us but having something like our art to to just to be that constant throughout is just beautiful right it is it's absolutely wonderful it's something there that you can you've always got in the background um it, it the inspiration that you get for things in in and it carries through into your everyday life as well it makes you calm it makes you um appreciate things far more and it's something like i say that's always been there it's always been with me and it's just a wonderful thing to have and i'm very very lucky to have had the upbringing that i had from an artistic background that's given me this gift in life if you like 
yeah, I can really identify with art being a gift. I came to it a little bit later, uh, but we're not talking about me today. But I really, um, I'm just saying that because I just appreciate it every single day. And uh, it's it's just something really, really, really special when you can just build your life uh, around it. That's amazing. So, so Catherine, you create beautiful art. And I know not all our listeners right now will have seen your art, but hopefully they will after listening to this, uh, this, this interview. You create some beautiful art and it's really elegant and it, it's really deep and fascinating and you're so prolific. So can you... How did you come to be doing this particular art and how do you stay so prolific? Because you literally create all the, like, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably because I live on my own. (laughs) I don't have any distractions at all. Oh, my. (laughs) I got divorced quite a long time ago. And there's something absolutely wonderful. I I know it's not for everybody. But I love living on my own. I can do what I want, when I want, however I want. And that's, that, that's a bonus, it really is. So I can get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning if I've been inspired and start to create. I don't have any rules or boundaries. And it's, that's a wonderful thing. Um, but I got, as I say, I got started with art at a very, very young age. Uh, my father was an artist and he then went on into the advertising world. Um, my uncle was an artist, and I remember being so tall, and he used to, I used to do photographic shoots with him. I can remember one particular photographic shoot. Um, he was doing a subject of how we are destroying the world, and I can remember him putting me a gas mask on me and standing me in front of a power station, I think, and taking photographs of this little girl stood in front of a power station. So I was modelling as well for, for art at a very young age. Um, and then from then on, um, both my father and my uncle used to teach me that the, the house was full of books, full of art books, still is to this day. And I used to pore over these art books and my father used to explain the artists to them, their lives, their work, what type of work that they did and tell me the difference and talk to me about light and dark and shadow and all those things. So I had a, a two great tutors, actually. Um, and then from then on, when I went to school, I had dyslexia, which was a big thing in my life. Um, I don't have a problem with reading and writing, but I do have a problem getting things back to front and missing words off sentences and things like that. And and it was quite a difficult time for me when I first started school. And I used to love books. My father always, and my mother always took us to the libraries, and we always had lots lots of books in the house. And I used to love watching, looking at the pictures in the books, the beautiful art. I remember the old Ladybird books and how beautifully they were illustrated. And it was from then on that I got this desire for, for pictures that tell a story. Um, because I used to read through the pictures as much as the words themselves. And then later on in life, um, that carried on. And I didn't have a formal background in art, never have done. My formal background was in the sciences. Um, But there was always something lacking there. And then my daughter, who was also very artistic, went to university. She is a designer too, except in a different industry. She's a footwear designer. And when she went to university, um, 
she needed to use the programs. I used to paint physically. I used to do all my own physical paintings with, you know, paint and watercolor and uh, all, all the usual. Um, but when she went to university, she needed to use and do her art on a computer. And so I invested in the programs, the Adobe programs. Well, that was it. From then on, there was no looking back at all. I could do what I wanted and loved those programs. And I still do today. I love the programs as much as I love the art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean there. I'm just, as you're speaking, I'm just thinking, I know exactly what she means. <laughs> it is wonderful. I, I just love what you can create. I love the things that you can do, the things that you can't physically do with paint and paper. You can do so much. You you have such an opportunity to change your mind, to to reload things, to start over again, and it's it's all there. And you don't have apart from your computer, it's all there and it's free. You know, you don't have to invest in all those expensive paints. Although I still use those to this day. I paint all my own backgrounds. I do my own drawings. I scan them in. So I still use, I incorporate both in, into my work. And I think that's, that's absolutely wonderful because you can manipulate things. Once you've drawn them on the page, yes, you can manipulate them to an extent. But once you've taken those drawings into a computer, into a program, like one of the Adobe programs, Photoshop in particular, you can do so much more with that. You can duplicate, you can, it's just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yes, yes, I totally I agree. <laughs> I know what you mean there. I'm just as you're speaking, I'm just thinking I know exactly what she means. <laughs> so, um I was as you were talking, I completely agree with um the freedom that Adobe programs give uh give us as artists and I just found it really interesting that you're still using the painting that you that you know you're painting painting your own background and, and scanning and, and so on because I remember when I discovered um I came to art a little bit later it wasn't like a constant in my life although photography was and I was always scared of Adobe I was always scared of Photoshop <laughs> I don't know why I had this mental block with with Photoshop and um what happened was uh, so when but when i when i managed to not have that block it was it it was like freedom it was like um you know this new world where you could just do whatever you liked <laughs> with it you know it does it it so it opened up a whole new world and my i've always had computers right back from before we even had windows um i i taught myself to use a computer right back to the old BBC basic days, you know. Um, <clears throat> but as soon as Windows came out, it was just like, you know, somebody had opened a, a, a window. It was just wonderful. And then you get all these programs that you can do so much in. But it wasn't really until my daughter went to university and I invested in, in, in the programs that I realized exactly how much you could do with them. And from then on, I just spent months and months just playing with them and learning them and experimenting. And that led on from one thing to another to finding groups that, you, you know, you go through different tutorials, you find groups that are there to, to join. And um, it's just expanded everything yeah, incredibly. Yeah. 
it's been I totally totally identify with identify with that it was just amazing okay so so thank you for sharing that uh Catherine so so I think you've talked a little bit about why you create the art you create but I wanted I wanted to just go over that uh, particular question just in case you want to address that more so why do you create why would you say you create the art you, you create is it because it's a sense of freedom is there a particular reason that you have that you do it or tell us a little bit about that well i love to i love to daydream i've always been a daydreamer my little business that i have going is called daydream designs i've always been a daydreamer i used to you know it's something i've always done i've always wandered off in my own mind um i used to look as i said i used to love reading when i was a child love to i used to absolutely love reading the old grimm's fairy tales and stories like that the secret garden all those kinds of books and it takes me off into a daydream land and my art does that it, it allows me to be able to bring these visions and put them down physically um I love anything that is ethereal. I'm I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual, very, very spiritual. Um, I do a lot of meditation, and through meditation, I get a lot of my ideas that flood into my head, and I love to get those down. I was brought up in a very beautiful county, Yorkshire, and I used to go and explore. We lived in, in the country, and we used to have many woodlands there, and I used to go and explore the woodlands. And I used to see and bring home creatures and critters and things all the time, much to my mother's horror. Um, and that's always been integrated into my art too. You'll find that a lot of my art includes a lot of those natural elements, a lot of, a lot of trees and wooded pieces, animals and things like that, because that's what I love and that's what I've always done. Other than my art, the other one constant in my life has been my love of wildlife. And I've incorporated the two, along with the spiritual aspect. And you put all that together, the spirituality, the the natural elements, and the daydreaming, if you like. And that's what combines to make the art that I make. And you will often see that come through. Yes, I have I have seen it. And now I understand where it all comes where it comes from. It's really interesting hearing that, you know, hearing you describe all these elements that result in the beautiful art that you create. Thank you very much for for sharing that. <laughs> you know. <You're> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um so what inspires you to keep growing creative, uh, creatively? Because, you know, you, you've you been doing it for a very long time and yet your art always seems to be evolving. And I, I noticed recently you started Daydream Designs and I'll ask you to tell us a little bit more about that in a, in, in a bit. But what in, actually inspires you? Do you have anything that inspires you to keep growing creatively? Do you do you do you have a vision of where you'd like to be, or you're just sort of following this as it as it leads you? Yeah, everything inspires me. I can be walking down the street and I can see an old lady across the road walking with an umbrella, head down, and start to think what what's going on, what's in her mind, what she's thinking, where's she going, where's she been. And the, the seasons, the summer, the spring, you know, the, the different weather conditions, all those things inspire me. 
I love to, uh, I spend hours looking out the window, just watching. And very often those things come into my art. Um, I never seem to have a problem finding inspiration because it's all there. It's all around us. You just have to open your window. You just have to look out and it, it's there. I, lo I, I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. It's It's something that's been in me since I can ever remember. I don't ever remember a time when I wasn't interested in art and creating. And it's something that comes naturally to me. Um, I can't imagine never doing it. It's it's like getting up in the morning, making the tea, having breakfast. It's part of my life. It's my daily routine. Art is a daily routine for me, but it's not routine. It's just there. It's always been there. And I think it always will be. So I don't have to think too hard about it because it's, it, it is me. It's what I live. Um, it's not something I have to think about to go out and look for. It's there. It's part of me. That's wonderful. That's that's just so amazing. I can't really follow that with any words. So I'm just going to let those. I'm just going to let those words have the power that they have because I, I, that that just feels so powerful and. I think as artists, it's what we, you know, if it's not already part of us, it's what we aspire to be. I mean, some of us, I think, have um, uh, more problems or issues or challenges, should I say, making art part of our lives. But you actually, you have it as part of your life and you you, you just you just go with it and you're just, just coming out. <laughs> it, that, that's it. It is. I look, I look at my life as my life. My life is art. The whole of my life is art. All the good things that I've been through, all the bad things that I've been through, all the challenges in my life that I've faced, all the joys in my life that I've experienced, it's all art. And there is a story to all of it. And that story can be taken from reality, from the mind, and put down in an image. And that's how life is. You don't need to art. All you have to do is look at your own experiences and look at your own life and put it down on either on paper physically or on your computer screen and play with it. Take something in your life that's maybe been negative, put it onto your screen or your paper and change it. Make it something that you would turn it into a positive rather than a negative or it can be very cathartic if something bad's happened in your life. Rather than taking this inwardly and letting it affect you and stress you, put it out, put it onto paper, get it out. Very cathartic. It's a wonderful way of offloading your problems. So you're creating and you're helping yourself at the same time. You're reducing your own stresses at the same time. It's a very, very healing it's, process. It is, and uh, it's. It, it, I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, yes, yes, and I'm also learning because this is the thing with doing this. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also learning from from you as a fellow artist, and I'm just hearing this echo. It said, yeah, of course, of course, this is it. You know, sometimes you hear these things in your head, and then somebody actually um, articulates it, and you think, yeah, I'm not crazy after all. <laughs> No, no, you know? you're not. You don't need to search for inspiration. You are the I love inspiration, that. and a lot, a lot of people don't see that in themselves. They look at themselves and see the art as being something separate from themselves. 
when you are your own art, you produce the most wonderful, especially, I love oh, your London you. scenes. That's you. I, lo- I love your Toronto. It's you. It's where you've lived. It's where you feed. It's what you've seen. It's all about you and who you are, not something that is separate from yourself. It's your experiences, your joys, the things. I love the way you incorporate. A, you, you always have a, a lot of a spots of red. There's something about you that likes those yeah. spots of red. That's something in you. Um, and you don't need to think about it. You just need to go with it. Yeah. And the art will Yes, that's, that's just so spot on. And it's just wonderful because as I'm creating it, I'm doing exactly that. And I'm putting these things in the art because it is from my own experience. There's a reason that I have those spots there. There's a reason that I use the colors red, white, blue, black a lot. And then, you know, so that is, you know, it, it is so true. And I really wanted to also go back to that point you made that, you know, we don't have to go out looking for inspiration because so often we hear that, or, you know, we can feel that, oh, we're not feeling inspired, so we're not going to create anything. But all the time, the inspiration, we, we are the inspiration. We don't have to go looking without. We can look within, you know, and... Within, exactly. If you're not feeling inspired, that in itself is an inspiration, Put that down on paper. Put that down on your computer. The fact that you don't feel inspired, put that feeling into a piece of art. And that's the way, because that's part of what you are and that's part of what your art is about. I, I remember losing my dog, little my little dog last year. Um, she's been with me for 15 years. She was, apart from my cats, I live with cats. I'm, I'm an old cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> never, never... Never intended to be an old cat lady. It just kind of happened. Uh, but I had one little dog and I lost her oh, last sorry. year. And I was absolutely devastated. And I put it into a piece of art. I got it out there. I don't care whether it was a good piece of art or a bad piece of art. It was my feelings down on paper. It was how I felt. Whether anybody liked it or not is totally irrelevant. It was me, totally me, and how I felt on that page, on that that piece of work. And that's the inspiration. So you can get, without feeling inspired, without being in a good place, the art was there. It's yeah, the that's time. just that is just so profound. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. It, it it really is because you know it's 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 kind of like we need to look within and look at the experiences and things that we sometimes can bypass waiting for some big I don't know some big bright light from the heavens to come down and strike us before we find inspiration which is never how I work actually because I rarely get that big thunderbolt kind of thing I just start doing you know and you you talk you really talk of it when you're talking about it's it's from your own experience we have such rich experiences every one of us as artists or even if we're not artists and to be able to we don't have enough time even to put down all those experiences right so it's like this is it i mean sometimes sometimes the thunderbolt does happen and you do suddenly get this idea in your head and you wonder where on earth did that come from and that's absolutely wonderful and that happens an awful lot but sometimes it doesn't happen. 
And this is when you reach inside and you you take from what yeah. your feelings are and put your feelings yeah. down. Yeah. That's so true. Okay, let's. Uh, so, thank you so much for that, Catherine. That was just uh, so much to think about there, and uh, I, I'm just so excited about <laughs> hear, hearing it. It's like, oh, this is this this is gold, you know. <laughs> I get all enthusiastic about this, and no, it's it's wonderful. It's so rare that we really get to hear this, you know. I mean, I know social media connects us and everything like this, but sometimes it's like we're not really really hearing each other you know we're seeing but we're not hearing so this is this is just amazing for me and uh, i'm sure it's going to be <laughs> amazing for a lot of people as well okay so can i um so you've also let's talk about a little bit about your digital scrapbooking uh textures um so you've expanded into creating uh, beautiful digital scrapbooking textures and elements. So can you tell us a little bit about this and what this means to you and maybe why you even, why you started it? And this is Daydream Designs, right? Is that what your company's called? Yeah. Mm. Yes. This is totally different to the art that I produce right. for myself. Um, I actually started doing this long before I started producing pieces of art for myself um I was very much um very much a memory keeper I love to scrapbook I love to to keep old photographs and memories um we have boxes and boxes of them and it was always such a shame just to leave them you know, lining boxes where nobody could see them nobody had remembered where these photographs belonged to what, what dates they were taken where they were, who the people in the photographs were. There's so many photos that I've picked up and said to my mum, who's that? Oh, I can't remember who that And so I thought, it's, you know, I, I'd love to get these saved in albums and write something a little bit about them. Um, but then you put them into albums and they're just albums and they're unattractive. They might be nice photographs, but the albums themselves are a little unattractive and not, not terribly inspiring. So it was then that I discovered um digital scrapbooking and thought wow that's wonderful i can make something you know put the photographs in and make them pretty i can even turn those photographs into works of art extract them from the photographs layer them onto backgrounds and actually make pieces of art with them and that's when i got into the scrapbooking community which i've been a member of i've been in the scrapbooking community for a very long time at least 10 to 15 years um and that's how I actually got that. I did that long before I started creating pieces of art. It, my art evolved from that. Um, and I used to buy digikits, um, which are kits, as you know, full of elements and backgrounds to enhance your scrapbook pages. And they're wonderful. They're absolutely beautiful things and very collectible as well. And I used to think about the people that used to do these and some of the actual elements themselves are like pieces or little works of art, just, just in themselves. And I always thought I'd love to do, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. I'm learning this Photoshop thing, you know, and I'm sure I could do that. But I, I didn't do anything with it, not for a long time. I wasn't sure how to get into the industry. I wasn't sure how to produce these pieces of these elements I wasn't sure on on the quality control on these elements um so I just sort of like sat on it for a while and then one day whilst 
searching the internet and looking at various different scrapbook pages, um, I got a pop-up on my Facebook page for the Awake group. And um, I, I, I looked at it and I, I, I read it, thought, I'll join this because this is teaching me Photoshop. Maybe I can do a little more than what I do with my, my scrapbooking, if you like. Um, so I joined and didn't look back. I mean, what a wonderful community. What an absolutely remarkable community. Full of people and art, beautiful artists. Oh, the inspiration there is just absolutely amazing. I am absolutely awestruck every day. Every day I turn my computer on and look at this art and I, my jaw drops. And it was through that community that I then got introduced to people who actually produce digital kits, um, you know, the actual people that sell them, if you like. Um, and I was creating art and I had was extracting all my own elements to put in my own art pieces and I was getting rather a large collection of, of backgrounds and elements that were just sitting there on my hard drives doing nothing once I'd used them. And I thought, you know, these, these could be useful for other people. Other people could be making use of these. Um, so I started to put them into kits and then I approached um, somebody who was in the business who I met on Awake, in the Awake group, and was... Uh, told you know how to do this and I put them together in a kit and lo and behold it was accepted and it went into store and I just love it I absolutely love it it's so therapeutic um not only can I use it in my own use the uses elements in my own life in my own art I can then put them into kits and other people can use them and it's just absolutely wonderful when you see other people using your 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 elements and your backgrounds it I can't tell you what a buzz that is it really is a buzz and that's why I do it yes they sell yes they make money yes but that's not why I do it the reason I do it is because I love to do it I love to see other people using my products and it's wonderful it, it's you know I, I've just got such a thrill out of doing it and I still create my own art and I still use my own textures, my own backgrounds, my own elements, as well as others as well. That's, that's just, um, that's wonderful. And, you know, you mentioned something here. I'm, I was just so interested to hear the evolution of, of it because of course I, I met you in Awake and you're right, absolutely fabulous group of artists. Like, I, I, I don't even have the words. I don't have enough superlatives to describe, to describe the artists in a, of the amazing, <laughs> fabulous. I think that's my word there. Fab. It's just, you know, crazy, crazy good artists. The talent there is just off the, off the charts, but it's so interesting to hear how this uh, evolved. And I loved your kits. I knew when you started, I said, Oh, this is, this is Catherine's, you know, it's, uh, it's really, it's, it's really nice. And, um, when you say that, what a thrill it gives you, um, how, it, how good it is, uh, to see others use elements, uh, and, and use your products, you know, it's like, yeah, that's because sometimes as artists, when we're using it, sometimes we don't even think of that we're using them. We've got, I've got thousands of textures now, 
thousands of different uh, kits. And you're right, they are amazing. They're like little pieces of art all, all in, in themselves. In the sound, and yeah. I am always blown away by the talent just in creating a background, let alone the extractions and the different things that there are. So I'm sort of nodding vigorously as you're saying this. And I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's hard yeah. work. It, it's very yes. hard work. Each piece can take a lot, lot, a lot of work. It's just, do, just doing extractions on a tree, ah, for yes. instance. Um, hmm. You know, mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> Still got to get that one down perfectly. <laughs> but it's hard work. Um, but it appeals. I have a slight, slight OCD, and it does appeal to my OCD. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm a stickler for detail. That's fine. <laughs> Um, but it's lovely as well. It, it, and I look at my, my art that I create for myself and the art and, and the digikits that I create for other people to use can be quite different in, in, in look, if you like, in style. Um, the digikits are definitely geared towards the scrapbooking community, although I am working on some digikits which are at the moment, which are geared more towards the artistic community. Um, you know, hopefully in the future, I'll have the time to do both. But unfortunately, at the moment, I don't have that time, um, which is my biggest problem. Oh, we're we're going to come to asking about that in a bit. <laughs> time. <laughs> but yes, they're two quite different things. You will find that the digikits are very light, very airy, very pretty. Um and you'll find that my arc sometimes can be quite dark <laughs> as, as well, you know, very, very deep. Um, so I, I've got these two, two parallel things going on, which is wonderful. Um, when I'm feeling great one day, I can work on the digikits. And when I'm feeling something more deep, I can work yeah. on my own art. So it, I it's I think that's great. a perfect balance. You know, you've always got something... Mm. You know, you've always got something to work on to, you know, give you a break from one one to the other, which is which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So my next question I'm going to ask you, and like I say, you've woven some of this in conversation already. But can you just share with us a bit how you feel your art has impacted your life? Um, it, my, the, the art is my life. Um, it's my whole life. It always has been my whole life. Um, it keeps me, well, it keeps me sane, if you like. Um, I find that I don't worry the way a lot of people worry. Um, it's, as I've said already, it's very cathartic. You can get your problems out instead of internalizing them. It relieves stress. You're constantly in a state of flow. So things around you in the world don't seem to um, invade your inner self because your inner self is so full of something else. There is no room for all that unpleasantness, if you like, in the outside world to invade that. So it keeps you in a place of complete tranquility and flow it's absolutely wonderful um so i don't get stressed i have never been one a, a person that suffers from stress um it makes you upbeat um 
you don't suffer from the same types of depression because you're not allowing those negative thoughts to enter into your psyche. And if you do, if any of those negative thoughts do enter into your psyche, you get them out. You put them into your art and they're gone, that you've released them. So it, it's, it's just a way of life. It's wonderful and it keeps me sane, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. You are listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks with guest Catherine Bland from Blackpool in the UK. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and please leave us a review on iTunes. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah. When you're creating art and when you're in the flow, the rest of the, the what's outside doesn't exist. I know. It, it goes. You're in this kind of suspended yep. animation. It, it's yep. incredible. Time disappears. Um, there is no time. There are no pressures. You're not thinking about, you know, I'm paying the bills or so-and-so's arguing with so-and-so. The, the, you know, you're not thinking, you're not concentrating on illness all the time. I have a friend, unfortunately. Um, she's one of these people that is happy being poorly. <laughs> She loves to be ill. <laughs> Being ill is her hobby. <laughs> and I, I, she's not that ill. She's not that ill. Seriously, I love her to bits. Don't get me wrong. And I've said this. I've said this many times. But being ill is her hobby. Hobby. <laughs> and I've said, you know, it's because you're letting it in. If you were to do something else that occupied your mind, it wouldn't invade. Well, there wouldn't the be room for it either. <laughs> There wouldn't be room. And this is it. When, you, when you're creating art, there is no room for anything else. Yes, you have to do all your everyday things and all your chores. And I have another business that I run. Um, and you have family. And there are all those things that have to be dealt with. Yes. But as far as watching the TV and listening to the news and reading all the negative things in the newspaper... It doesn't exist in my world because I don't do it. There's no time for it. I couldn't tell you what's going on in half of the world at the moment because I never watch TV and I never read the newspapers. Occasionally, something will pop up on my newsfeed on my phone, which I, I, I read, um, but that's it. It's not allowed into my world. Yes, it's there, but it's not allowed in. Um, there's no room for it. Um, so, so, yeah, it keeps you sane. It stops you from, from worrying unnecessarily about things that you probably haven't got any control over. Thing. That's, uh, first of all, very good call. I, uh, you know, you're not missing much, except there's all a load of stuff out there. <laughs> but the fact is, you make such a good point among the many good points you've, you've made there. And I was, uh, just so you, you know, I was writing down these things that you were saying. I was saying, yes, and I'm writing... I, I take notes, but <laughs> most of the things that we worry about and fret over and stress over, we can't even control, you know, we can't control we can't. it. So why are we worrying about it? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's crazy. So this is just such. Yeah. And a huge percentage of the things that we stress over never come exactly. to fruition anyway. So you've wasted all that time being stressed about something that probably exactly. never will happen. 
Yes, I don't. I, I mean, I have to say at this point, yes, there are some people that do have serious problems, and that is a completely different matter. Um, but as far as all the stuff that we have no control over, then why let it into your life? You know, fill your life with art and the other stuff can't come into no room. No room. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. That is a really good motto. A really good way to live to live our lives. Fill our life with <laughs> art, people. <laughs> okay, so let's. Uh, I've got a few more questions I want to to ask. I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to ask this one first before the um, the one I actually had on my list. We'll come to that one in, in a little bit. But I wanted to ask, because you mentioned it in passing, what would you say are your two biggest challenges, and how do you meet these challenges? I know you mentioned one earlier, but uh, Tell us what your two big, what you consider your two biggest challenges to be. Time. That's my biggest challenge. Finding the time to do the things that I want to do. As I've mentioned, I do have another business, which I've run for 43 years this year. And it, it's a wonderful little business. It's you know, always been successful. I love it to bits. It's something that I've nurtured, but it consumes a lot of time. Um, when it comes to art, the art has to come second because the business, you know, I have staff. I, it's, it's, what's, it's what's paid for my life. It's something that I love. I wouldn't change it for the world but it doesn't leave a lot of room or a lot of time left for my art. Um, so time is my, as far as the art is concerned, finding time for the art is the most difficult thing to do. So I work, I start work, I get, I get up early in the morning um, and then I go to work. The, the shop opens, the salon opens at nine o'clock and I work through till six o'clock. Then I do chores in the evening. And then I sit down to do art. And I often don't go to bed until about four in the morning. So tiredness is my second biggest oh. thing. <laughs> Although I'm one of these people that can survive virtually on no sleep at all, occasionally I will push it just a little too far and burn the candle at both ends a little too often. And then I will have a mega sleep. <laughs> Catherine, <laughs> I thought I was bad, but you are like, you're on another no. level here. <laughs> I mean, I would love to sit creating art all day, but I can't. I have a business to run. I have staff. I have a house to keep and um, bills to pay. So unfortunately, that does have to come first. And I wouldn't have it any other way but it really means I can't create um, all day, every day, yeah. which I'd love to do. <laughs> so time is okay. my biggest challenge. I could do with another 24 hours in every day. Or clone yourself so that you could be... <laughs> or clone myself. Now, there's a good idea. <laughs> Have an out-of-body experience and clone myself. <laughs> that that, that's something we should send to science. Like, when are you going to hurry up so that we can clone ourselves, you know? But seriously, um, I, I I understand that because I I have a, a day I have a day job, so I do a lot of my art creation evenings and weekends, and um, I've had to kind of 
really watch when I sleep because I found that if I sleep too late, it really affects me during the day <laughs> and I can't really afford to be affected during the day. So I could be up all night till like four or five. Like I don't even, when I start creating, I don't even, I don't even have any um, notion of time. And I look up and three hours have passed and the birds are singing. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, time disappears. It just, it just really disappears. disappears. It's a wonderful. Yeah, but I had to, I just hope that it stands still while we're in there. <laughs> I hope so as well. But I had to be, I couldn't do the four. I had to stop doing the, the really, really late ones and really pull myself, uh, pull myself back and watch myself because it was actually beginning to affect me. I actually can't run on too little sleep. So you're very lucky that you can do that. I have to say, I'm almost envious that you can do that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just something I've gotten into yeah. the habit of doing. Um, I mean, the job that I do in the day is a very physical job. It's very physically demanding. Um, and the job I do at night is, is, a, is more mental. It's not mentally demanding because it, it, it's not a demanding thing. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a very releasing thing. But it takes, you know, it, it, it's from the mind. Um, whereas the day job is physical. So I can get both physically tired and mentally tired sometimes. Um, but it doesn't happen often. Uh, I, I'm one of these people that if I oversleep, um, I don't feel great. So um, I tend to stay up. I've, I've been known quite regularly, actually, to work all day and then all through the night and then at nine o'clock in the morning go to bed. <laughs> On a Sunday morning, go oh, to bed at nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> whatever works and then sleep for about 12 hours <laughs> so to recharge the batteries there to like okay we're ready yes but i live on my own you see this comes back to living on your own you exactly. can do that you can do whatever you want you know <laughs> there's nobody exactly. to stop you it's wonderful so what, what is the second challenge then if you if you have a second challenge because i know your biggie one is 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 time do you have another one or is time just the the main one well, and I mean, time encompasses a lot of the things. Because of the time, I don't have the time. I, I can work all day and I can create and sit at the computer and I can create in the evenings. That gives me very little time to do the other things that I'd like to do with my art, like going out and taking my photographs, um, which I tend to do at weekends if the weather permits. Um, so I would love to be able to do, you know, I've, I've got to take photographs. Um, and I would love to explore that in much more detail. The more I get into digikits um, and, and creating content, the more photographs and things you need. I would love to be able to spend more time discovering things, um, going to flea markets, going to antique shops, going to galleries, and just, you know, taking lots and lots of pictures. I don't have enough time to do as much of that as I would like. And uh, that's something I need to work on. Uh, fortunately, as I say, I've got some very, very good staff and they're extremely understanding. They've been with me for years and years and years and they, they're very tolerant with me and all my musings. Um, and, you know, they, they um, if, if I really needed to go somewhere or if there was a, a big exhibition on somewhere then you know I can always make arrangements when you work for yourself the wonderful thing is is you can actually make arrangements to have certain time off which is great um but yeah that's the biggest problem uh not being able to get out and do as much photography as that I, as yeah, I would like I to do that. yeah okay thank you for that so 
I'm going to ask you this. So I know you have Daydreams Designs. I don't know whether you actually sell your other uh, artistic stuff, and maybe you can talk about it here. But being an artist, is it's not the easiest of paths to follow, all sorts of uh, challenges. You know, it's part of our lives, but we still have to be motivated and and, and keep keep committed to what we're doing. So you do creating and you do selling marketing and so on, particularly for your, for your digi kits and so on. So how do you, how do you uh, do that? And how do you stay inspired and motivated regards as regards that? Um, I sell my digital kits um, through Escape and Scrap, which is an absolutely wonderful store. And Julie Mead is the owner. And I can't tell you how much help she has been. Um, she is just the most wonderful person. And so, so I sell, sell my kits through the, that, that store. My art is out there if anybody wants to buy it. I don't push it because I create art for myself. Um, having said that, I have sold a lot of my physical art that I used to do with paintbrush and paint um, in local galleries. Um, I used to... The, before I started using Photoshop, I, as I said, I, I used to actually physically paint and I used to sell those through little exhibitions in local galleries and sell the odd piece of art here and there. Um, but again, it was one of those things that I did for myself and put it out there. And if somebody wants to buy it, they will buy it. And I think if you take the pressure off yourself, then you will find it's, it, it's a philosophy of mine. If you're constantly wanting something, you're in a constant state yeah. of want. And it's my philosophy that want begets want. I agree want. with that. Whereas if you just let it go and put it out there and then let go of the outcome to that, things will start to happen because you're not attached to the outcome. And that it, this is one of my philosophies in life. Um, I think if you constantly keep worrying and constantly keep grabbing the problem back, the problem will remain with you. If you let go of the problem, if you let your art out there, it will fly and things will start to move. Um, whereas if you stress over it too much, but then that's, that's the philosophy. Uh, it, you know, it's not something that everybody would, agree with um and i do believe that if now now the digikits is different yes you put them out there you market them and i do market them uh which is very important that is a business there are two bows two i have two strings to my bow i have the business side of it which is the digikits and i have the art side of it which is for personal for me personally and if somebody wants it that's fantastic that's wonderful and they do they do i do sell art um, I used to sell my physical art in the local galleries, but it wasn't something that I specifically push. Um, and I find that if you don't, people do, you know, come to you. They find you. Um, but a, another thing that I used to do as well, I used to sell through a gallery and they used to have um, a couple of evenings a week where they used to teach children art. And I used to love to go into uh, and teach. There would be groups of kids with their parents that would come 
and we'd have lots of paints and things in the gallery and we would help them and tutor them in art. And that was wonderful as well. And it's doing little things like this that people begin to say. And then they look at what you're doing. And I'd, I'd go to shows, maybe little local gallery shows or, or exhibitions. And people get to know you. And if you're not too pushy, 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 people tend to be drawn to you rather than drawn away from you, then pushed away. And I think that's something to be aware of. I think sometimes you can be a little over pushy which can put people off. So draw people in, don't push people away. And there's a way to do that, you know, and that's by being genuine and, and loving what you do and, you know, presenting it to the world. Yeah, something and that I you think love. that's contagious. I call it like enthusiasm mm. about what you do and why you're doing it. And it's just contagious. People can't help listening to you or being you know be drawn in by by that as opposed to you know hitting people over the head with your art kind of thing not, <laughs> not that I know anybody yeah. that will do that but you know I know what I know what you're meaning there and I and I really do like your the, that philosophy which I also follow not being attached to the outcome and you know putting it out there and yeah. letting go of the outcome and you know want begetting want kind of uh, thing so I very much identify with that uh -huh. I know exactly where you're coming from there and I think that's that's a lot of wisdom right there right um yeah all right so thank you again for that now um where can people find out more about your work and how can people get in touch with you after hearing this now before you answer that question um I'm going to include Catherine's uh, links to um uh, to her web to her website at least in the show notes for this podcast. But Catherine, is there anywhere um, is there anywhere else where people can find out more about you, your your, your daydream designs, or anything uh, that you'd like to know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have art on the Art Boa site um, um, that can be purchased. My own art that can be purchased on there. Um, I have a Behance portfolio. Um, so you can go and look at my art on Behance. And I obviously have a Facebook page, so you can look there. And I'm on Instagram for both. I have two Instagram accounts, one both for my personal art and one for my daydream designs. So you can find me on both those. And I also sell through Escape and Scrap, which is a scrapbooking um, store, um, one of the best in my opinion. Um, so you can find all my product for sale there. I love Escape and Scrap. <laughs> I have to, I have to physically Wonderful. not look at their emails because I just, I just, I think, oh, I love this. I'm going to get this. I have hundreds of textures now. It's even getting to be like, how do I actually find the textures I want? Because then I keep on going back to my favourites. But you know what? It is such a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal um, store, and the artists there are just. Uh, Oh, I don't have a word. I don't have words. Oh, there's, there's, there's some wonderful, wonderful artists. artists. Oh, it's, it's, just, wonderful. it's just amazing. If you're interested in in digi, digi scrapping and uh, creative in there, just visit Escape and Scrap. You, you'll just be blown away. Yeah, oh, it's wonderful. Beautiful, Absolutely beautiful place. Wonderful. I'm so happy that that I know of them. And okay, um, so what what is your vision for yourself and your creative life? And you know, where would you say you are on on that journey? Well, I'd like to continue to 
expand daydream designs obviously it's a little difficult for me at the moment because of the amount of work that i do during the day um but as i get closer to retirement <laughs> and slow down and maybe have another member of staff take over which i have done i've learned to delegate an awful lot this last year um the one thing i've realized creating the digikits is Time, very time consuming, extremely time consuming, um, extremely enjoyable, but it takes a lot of time. So I've learned to delegate an awful lot of things. Um, I've learned to rely on my staff members um, far more, which frees me up, beginning to free me up a little time during the day, not a lot, but a little. Um, so I'd love to expand on the daydream designs. Obviously, I can only do so much at the moment because it's a second business, um, but I really want to, to do more with that. Um, I want to go into creating, perhaps, you know, go into creating other things, different types of product. Yes, it's very much geared towards the scrapbooking industry at the moment, but I would really like to do some collections that are geared towards the artist community. Um, also, I've been very, I'm very interested in something that I'm learning an awful lot at the moment is surface design and repeating patterns. Um, so you never know, there may be actually some physical papers coming out in, 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 paper, in actual physical paper kits, something that I'd like to explore. Um, and also fabric design. Um, which is something that I've been interested in. So there are lots of little things and all these little things hopefully will come together. Um, I mean, daydream designs is the big thing and that's the one thing I want to concentrate on, you know, get get that going in the way I'd like to do it, do, do more for that. But then there are all these other little things, you know, looking at surface design, looking at fabric design, looking at physical paper design, um, lots of little things that you can, you know, maneuver into. Um, so yeah, that's hopefully all these things put together, make a bigger whole. So, um, we will see how it goes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a relatively new venture, but I have to say, I've been absolutely surprised by the response. I absolutely love doing it and it's become an almost obsession and passion with me. Um, creating the digits, it's, it's absolutely you know, wonderful. And I, love, I, I and, love it. And we love them too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so we only have a couple, a couple more, and I hope you're okay for uh, like a couple of minutes uh, more. Uh, this is yeah, this has been mm -hmm, such absolutely. fun. I, I, I can't tell you how <laughs> I could just listen to you for for, for just ages. Um, but I want to be mindful. I, I do want to be mindful of time and just ask you about. Uh huh. Um, so I know you have, you mentioned you have a uh, social media presence. You've got two, two Instagram accounts, which is, which is very interesting. So, um, what's your take on social, what's your take on social media? And I'm asking this from the point of view as yes, you, I know you use it. Um, but if you were talking to other artists about, uh, about it, what would be your, your take on it for, you know, advice to other artists or tips just really quickly on that one? Right. Social media is an absolute must. However, you've got to be careful of the way you use it. Um, I tend to talk, I, I'm a member of, of private groups, 
I don't put my whole life out online and I don't listen to people's whole lives online. <laughs> I target with social media when it's when it comes to to the actual selling of a product you need to have a target market and you need to investigate that target market you need to you know look at the groups that are going to appreciate what you're doing you're going to look at those groups the scrapbooking community for instance there are some wonderful groups that I'm a member of you get to know your customer you get to understand what your customer wants you can ask your customer what they want is there anything that is lacking in the market is there anything that they would like to have you work on so they're an absolute must yes you've got to be careful not to flood your customer. People hate being bombarded all the time with 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 emails and yes, yes, you I know, know information. There, there, there's a fine balance between interacting with people in a positive way and going way over the top and annoying people, and you've got to find that balance. And it's the same when you're watching or looking at social media there is a balance you are in the groups that you like you're in the groups that are inspirational to you and the rest of it is unimportant all the groups about this pop star that 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 actress or whatever are not important those things are cut out of my life. I don't have those things. I don't get bombarded on a daily basis by all those kinds of annoying things day to day. Yeah. It's my social media is geared to what I want. I'm a member of the awake group. I'm a member of the Kazen group. I'm a member of some scrapbooking groups and that is how I love it. It's a lovely balance. I get to view people's art. I get to be totally inspired and I also get to know my customer through social media without being annoying. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I don't want to be annoying and I get to find out what they want. Um, so I use it with great care. It's a must, but it has to be used with care. You know, just because you're 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 on social media doesn't mean to say it's it's like you know some people say all advertising is good advertising no it's not you can have a bad negative um impact on people as well as a good impact on people so don't bombard them with too much stuff you know let people see what they want to see. Let them come to you. Know you, that you're there, but then let them come to you. And that helps. And you get yeah. to know them. Thank you very much for that. Some really good points uh, there. And I, I really am glad I asked that question because lots of people, particularly artists, are a bit confused about how far to go with social media. It's like it's a bit like a fire hose, right? You can't you have to you have to really take that caveat seriously. So I'm 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 really thankful that you've you've shared your your take on that. That's 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 really good. Uh-huh. That's really huge. Okay, so we're coming to the end of this really fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have you back to talk about what that what the, some of those things that you talked about. If you get to do them, the surface design and repeating patterns. Who knows? Maybe a future interview. Yeah, it's something I'm looking. 
it's something I'm looking yeah. into at the moment. It's something that I've been really interested in, um, uh, especially, you know, the, the the fabric and the pattern design. My daughter, um, she's a designer and she um, often goes on trips to China and she brings me back the most wonderful fabric samples Um which I actually use for something completely different. Uh, she brings me back swatches, swatches and swatches and swatches of fabric samples from the China markets. I actually use those in creating oh, quilts. Wow. <laughs> I actually create, I create and design um, quilts, um, art quilts, so, which is something yeah, completely yeah. separate. <laughs> um, but I've developed this absolute love for fabric um so that's something that i'm interested in as well so we'll see how that goes that's yeah. something for the future we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah all right so um just before we um before we end, i'd like to ask you something that we're always quite keen to learn about and it's this do you have any tips for artists or creatives who who would like to do what you're doing in their creative life. So by that, I mean creating art, you know, not necessarily doing the digi-kits, digi but just wanted to embark on an artistic journey and they're kind of thinking, oh, I really want to do this, but I don't know how. You know, have you got like a couple of tips for them to, to think about or take away? My biggest tip, and I've always said this, and it's something that I believe is true no matter what business you go into and that's you have to be focused um, and you really do have to be focused to me focus is everything it's so easy in this day and age with all that we have to look at and all that we have to view we're constantly bombarded with different images different ideas you have to decide what you want to do learn how to do it well and focus on that one thing and don't allow yourself to be distracted. Keep that focus. The second thing is, as I said, learn how to do your craft well. Um, I am one and always have been one for tuition, tuition, tuition. You know, without the tuition that I've received, I wouldn't be doing what I do on Photoshop now. It's not something you can just learn and pick up. You will always, it's such a huge program, you will be learning it. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing physical art or whether you're doing digital art, you need to constantly be learning your techniques and mastering your techniques. So constant tuition is, is, is a very, very important thing. Um, yes, if you're going into business, you need to do research. Research is enormously important and I think we touched on it a little bit you know I do tend to ask people what it is that they want and and, and look at other things um you know I research all the t I spend at least two days a week just doing pure research um even just into color if even it's just color schemes I, I will I will research what you know what colors look good together I'm a stickler for color I love color and i love to look out there and see what there is and, and research different color schemes and how people put these colors together that's important very very important so yeah learn as much as you can stay absolutely focused on what you do those are my most important tips 
and have fun. Have fun. The thing is, you've got to have fun. You've got to enjoy. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, then there's some there's a problem. If you're putting too much pressure on yourself, then you need to ease off, give yourself a break, you know, be kind to yourself and do something just for yourself, just for you until you've got back that that balance again. Leave the stress behind. <laughs> that is so that is so true, Catherine. And I, I'm you know, I I I was I wasn't sure what uh, you were going to say because when I ask people this question, everybody's got like a different uh, tips and uh, different um, you know got different tips, and I'm always so curious to hear what they think their big their big thing is. <laughs> oh, well, I'm getting tongue tied now, but I totally agree with being focused. It's so important, and it sometimes it's just overlooked. Like we think we can do about 20 different things at once. And uh, it's it's not possible, you know. It's it really we really fragment. At least I can talk in in my own case. I have to work at being focused, and I um, actually learned that through some tuition as well to understand how important it is because you can understand it with your head and not really do it right. But you're so you're you're so right there yeah. that focus is is everything. And I also wanted to say how much I second your approach to learning and tuition and keeping on learning that you don't just do something once and then that's it. You never learn again that, you know, I think we need to be lifelong learners and it it shows in our, in our art. And I love to take advantage of courses and things that I can learn from and to try and improve my tech, like you say, my technique and so on. And that is so important for, for artists, for anybody, but for artists in particular, I think. So, yeah, it is. There's nothing wrong with having other ideas. That's not about, I have other ideas, but focus on one thing first and get that right. And when that's going and it's moving and you've got the balance right with that one, then you can go on to one of the other ideas. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you're trying to do too much all at once before one thing's got off the ground, you're going to confuse yourself. You're going to get stressed. So leave that behind. Concentrate on the Thank one thing so first. Much for that. So much wisdom in this. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, well, it is <laughs> it's wonderful, wonderful to Nikki. talk with you. It's so um, I'm going to, we're, we're coming to the end of our, of our interview. And it's just like this time has just flown by, Catherine. I'm just so thrilled. And it, just thank you so much for coming on as a guest and sharing your, sharing with us. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, I don't know if you have any last thoughts you'd like to share before I wrap this up. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Yes, listen to Nikki Jameson. (laughs) Well, thank you kindly. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And go and see her out. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, I'm going to wrap up this um, wonderful interview with with Catherine. You you will be able to see her artwork on uh, her. at the links I will post in the in the show notes to to the podcast, so make sure you go out and, and, and check check out her art on the different sites. I will put up her the, the the links, and she did she does mention them in this podcast, so you can go back and and listen and go check them out. And um, thank you once again, thank you everybody for listening to this artist interview, and this is the Nikki, Nikki Jameson podcast. Bye for now. 
to take care of yourself. So, bye, Catherine. Thank you so bye much. Bye, bye, Nikki. <laughs> bye, bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> bye, bye, and take care. You've been listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks with guest artist Catherine Bland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anybody else who you might enjoy it. And we really appreciate your leaving us a review on iTunes. You can find Nikki Jameson's art at nikkijamesonart.com or follow Nikki Jameson on Instagram.